Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. This is a podcast where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. Uh, John, what do you got for us today? Well, I have for you, Eric, Cryella. Not to be confused with the crayon company or the villain from 101 (laughs) Dalmatians, Cryella is a genus of fungi Mm. within the Ritismatac... The... (laughs) Rhizmaticase family. Hmm. That's the whole article. Oh, wow. And that was with, I mean, sans the references, <laughs> obviously. Okay. So uh, um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping you have something better over there, because all I got is a bunch of fungi <laughs> and, and, and Greek words, I ca- or Latin words I can't say. So help. Well, all right. My The title of my article. This is already promising. Is... Man Madan Ambu. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's 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 talk about Man Man Madan Banan Ambu. So, okay, so this article is Man Man Madan Ambu is an <laughs> <laughs> Man Madan Ambu. Man Madan Ambu. Man Man Madan Man Madan. Man Madan. Man Mad and Man Madan Ambu. It is a romantic comedy, an Indian romantic comedy, clocking in at 152 minutes, as most Indian films do. Um, it is from 2010, and the title means Cupid's Arrow, or at least... Maybe that's just the English title for it. Um, I don't know if India has a Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> but if they do, he's called Man Madan. <laughs> that's Happy a much Man better, Madan's Day. <laughs> it's a much better name than Cupid, I think. I, I really agree. It's, it's much, much more lighthearted and fun. Guess what? Man Madan gotcha. <laughs> you got hit with Man Madan's arrow. Man Madan. Man Madan. <laughs> The film was directed by K.S. Ravikumar, written by Kamal Hassan, and it stars himself alongside R. Madhavan and Trisha Krishnan in the lead roles while featuring Ramesh Arvind, Sagitha, Manju Pillay, and Urvashi among others in supporting roles. Music composed by Devi Sri Prasad. Several songs written and sung by Kamal Hassan himself. Oh my god, it's an Indian <laughs> in the room. <laughs> While Manush Nad- Nandan and Shan Muhammad made their debut as cinematographer and editor. So, 
Yeah, they after significant pre-production, which included rehearsals of the entire script is before that filming. Is that significant? That seems like <laughs> it would be necessary. Like you're talking about a 152-minute-long thing. Nobody read the entire script before. It. Is that whatever? Bollywood. Yeah, I, I'm not going to hold I mean, you to some standard. Or, you do. I feel like usually extensive. there's table reads and like rehearsing right. the stuff before yeah. you go into it, but the whole thing. Maybe they is just mean like unusual. Rehearse the entire thing front to back every time or something, oh, which is not usually been. done. Yeah, but multiple rehearsals. I see. I yeah, see. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That could be like a in a you know play sense or something mm-hmm. like a theater sense. But anyway, the film was extensively shot across Europe and on a cruise ship, hmm. whilst scenes were also canned across Chennai and Kodak Canal. Kodak Canal. Kodak Canal. Where they, that's, that's the easiest place to take pictures in a canal. Yep. Sponsored by Kodak. <laughs> and it was produced by Udhayanidi Stalin. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was... The thing about that in the article is that Udhayanidi is on one line and then the next thing you your eyes just like snap back to the left of the page and go to the next line and there's Stalin waiting for you. <laughs> it's very alarming. Just reading it and all of a sudden Stalin shows up? Okay. Oh wow, it was released on my birthday, December 23rd in 2010 and it was dubbed into Telugu as Man Mada Banam and distributed by Gemini Film Circuit. And upon release, it opened to mixed reviews and had an average run at the box office. So this is your typical run-of-the-mill romantic comedy, but about uh, 50 minutes too long and with tons of songs. Because, you know, it's a Bollywood movie. Of course it would be. Oh, yeah. I think the first thing that draws my attention when we come to this article is the poster, which, <laughs> for, for one thing, I'm not sure what to think. The bottom of it makes me look, think like it looks like a hot sauce bottle. <laughs> Halfway up the card makes me think it looks like a valentine. But then there's two dudes talking to each other, so I'm like, is this some sort of broke back mountain thing? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, is it? But it yeah. And, and then... It says that this is the 23rd worldwide release <laughs> for, I hope, that movie house. I hope not for this movie that didn't make money. Like, I feel like what it's trying to say is it's going to be released worldwide on the 23rd. Oh. But what it looks the- like <laughs> is, hey, <laughs> we're number 23 at yeah. the box office. <laughs> we're the, this is the 23rd worldwide release. <laughs> like, it's the, it's the 23rd best thing that came out this week. <laughs> And then the other thing that jumps out at me is, oh my God, could you wear a more polo branded shirt? <laughs> that is the that largest. That takes up like 5% of the picture right there. Yeah, it's the largest polo shirt horse I have ever seen oh, yeah. on a shirt by far. <laughs> it it's takes like, up his entire, his entire chest. It is the focal point of the entire picture. And you can tell that it's not like it's not like a t-shirt that would just have like a logo on it. It's an actual polo shirt, and it's one of those like woven patch deals. <laughs> it's supposed to be one of those little thread-made little animals yeah. like fancy shirts sometimes have, but it's just got it's like it's gotten cancer. It's just grown mm-hmm. way too large. 
Yeah, I mean, like, usually they're about the size of your the top half of your thumb, maybe? But I think this Something one would like easily that. eclipse my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's literally like it there's an actual massive. small pony on his shirt. It's it's almost the length of his arm. Yeah, like the, the it's sleeve a whole tricep. There. I think it's a tricep length <laughs> ornament. That is, might as well have it like tattooed on his arm. Just have it displayed just be there. Like, Polo. <laughs> I'm just gonna have it on me all, yeah, well, all the time yeah. now, <laughs> like just to make a point. But yeah, and then also one thing that drew my attention is booking in progress at the top. Like how do in they, an arrow in the in the poster? How do you like lump, how do you get that on there? Is what, what does that know. even mean? Like that they're reserving tickets now? Like I you guess. Can, if you really want to get in to see this. Movie about two Reserve guys. Reserve your seat. Two guys not looking at each other, wearing sunglasses. Um, Does it even say their names on here? Oh, um, uh, really tiny at the bottom. Yeah. There's a lot of. Wow. Yeah. Trying to. Let's see if we can. All these words. Got a Luganai guy in. Stalin presents. <laughs> Uh, Red Giant Movies, that's foreboding. Red Giant Movies, owned by a guy <laughs> named Stalin. Yep. Okay. I don't think that's the best idea, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's get into the plot of this yeah, thing. Yeah, let's see what the plot is. Well, I'm Bujak... Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm Bujakshi, alias... Ambu, played by Trisha, is a film actress, and she arrives in Europe to spend the vacations, <laughs> multiple vacations this is, with all her, her vacations. Yep, all of them compounded into one with her friend Deepa, played by Sangeetha. We must go Deepa. We, <laughs> apparently she has to for all of her vacations. Uh, Deepa is a divorcee, and she also brings her two kids along on the vacations. Uh, while going in a taxi, <laughs> Ambu recalls an early incident regarding her ex-boyfriend, Mandangapal, <laughs> alias Madan, played by Mad Haven, a wealthy entrepreneur. Three years ago, she was shooting for a film with actor Surya in a bright park, and Madan was suspicious of her relationship with the actor. While returning... He lets Ambu drive his new car. <laughs> Madan advised Ambu to stop acting, but Ambu claimed it as her profession that she cannot give up, leading to an argument that caused their car to crash <laughs> near a rock. Not on it. Near, near it. <laughs> like, it, there was something ah, that could have killed him. Oh, it's uh, near that rock over there. It, it could have killed him, but it didn't. It was, it, there was something there in close proximity that <laughs> could have killed them both, but they did, they, they, they're both fine. <laughs> At the same time, they blamed a small white car that just passed, passed by to be the reason for the crash. Uh, unable to bear any more arguments, Ambu broke her relationship with Madan and walked away. Okay. <laughs> so, recap. <laughs> the beginning of the movie, she's in Europe, on vacation with friends. She's on vacation. She just goes into a daydream state. She remembers this car crash that happened because she couldn't stop arguing with this guy. And then... As soon as they crash their car, they are both immediately in agreement that they were in no way at fault, and that they, uh, <laughs> this little white car that had nothing to do with anything, was just there and <laughs> caused them to crash. Okay. And then they were like, you know what? I can't handle any more arguing. Let's break up. 
even though they just agreed in the whole car thing, but they were totally ready to commit insurance fraud. <laughs> like they were both on that boat together. Like they were, they were thick as thieves because they were <laughs> thieves for that moment. But then I guess they just didn't want to do that. I don't know. Um, I feel like they drop a lot of strange nuggets of information in this description so far. Because we start out at a weird place for her to have such an extensive flashback. We're through the first paragraph of plot, two sentences have been her in Europe, and then the rest of the paragraph was flashback. Yeah. <laughs> was just reminiscing. And, it's, and like, they mentioned that crash near a rock. Like, yeah. you could just say they have a car crash. Yeah. And then... It doesn't need to be near a rock. And why mention... Not the country. They, a rock. They blame a small white car that just passed by to be a reason for the crash. Like, you leave that out. Yeah. It doesn't really change the... Just you say know, they got in an argument. The argument caused a car crash. We're not trying and to the watch car the crash movie caused here. the breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't. We need just to... need to know what happens. Yeah. Like the, 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 I don't. Okay. Let's see. Maybe the, maybe they clean this up as All they right, go yeah. along. Let's let's see what. Guess what they don't. But Dan <laughs> now suspects that Ambu may be having a relationship with her colleagues in the film industry, because of course she wouldn't have just broken up with them <laughs> because they crashed a car while arguing. Uh, to end that, Madan hires detective. Major Raja Manar, played by Kamal Hassan, who, remember, is the guy who wrote and directed and sang a few songs and wrote a few songs for this movie. Wait, he, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Some other guy directed it. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but yes, he did also sing songs. Yes, he and also write, made, some, made some songs and some dances, and we'll get to those in a bit, I'm sure. Although <laughs> yeah. they haven't mentioned a song yet, so I'm guessing those yeah. are towards the end. Um, One thing I do like about the... Indian film industry is that it's always a musical. They yeah, it's always a musical. <laughs> but like most musicals, they work the songs like into the plot, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, so this scene is going to be a song instead of a normal scene. Right. But with India, they make the movie, and then they're like, all right, we'll put we'll add a song into here and into here and into here until it's like two and a half to three hours long. Yeah, I'm not and sure. <laughs> What device we have? We we really just have like stock footage for that yeah. in American films. That's how we fill yeah. time and just like just like you know screw, like landscape shots that <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, but um, but like it's, just, it's like they, it's like they take a it. normal plot yeah in the movie and then instead of turning a scene into a song, they just insert more right. movie. <laughs> so I mean that. Is sort of a thing. If they don't really need to make the movies longer, I don't understand yeah. <laughs> why it's some sort of like necessity. Maybe they just all have a lot more free time and they need to fill it with more movie. I guess if you have a country that's the size of India, it has a billion people and it almost two billion. <laughs> you're just kind of like, I don't need to go to work today. There's three other guys doing my job. I can just <laughs> let them do it. I'm gonna go watch this five-hour-long movie. About nothing. About cars <laughs> crashing near things during like, arguments. Two hours is a long romantic comedy. Yeah. That is bed sore <laughs> inducing. Like that Nin- is not- ninety minutes is a an acceptable length yeah. of romantic comedy. But two hours, there better be something going on. There better be some sort of like there better be some sort of like, you know, intellectual highbrow, yeah. like surrealist thing going on. Like a point being made beyond the comedy at that yeah. rate. But this is two and a half hours. Yep. So that's <laughs> that's like the, the the return of the king of of comedies. Yeah. Like that's that's ridiculous. Uh, there's no reason. There's no okay. Um, oh, yeah, but but again, the, the beginning of the movie is them crashing a car and having arguments, and this guy hiring a detective to go uh, see whether or not this girl 
is having affairs with people in the film industry. Um, so, uh, it doesn't seem too comedy so far. So far, it seems pretty, pretty kind of like um, a vengeful boyfriend type thing. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of uh, stumbling around and buffoonery. Maybe it's all done in really dopey ways. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to hard to infer the tone from yeah. from this. <laughs> um. So they so Madan hires the detective. Major Raja Minar, as I said before, to follow her, uh, to follow the girlfriend when she goes on a cruise um, in Barcelona. The detective accepts it as he needs money to pay the hospital bills of his friend <laughs> Rajan, another who's diagnosed with cancer, and his wife, his wife Ma- Malika, takes care of him. All of this comes up all at once. So why do we need to know the detective's backstory? That's my question. We don't. We simply do not. That's boom. The Thirty minutes off the film, right there. To do a job for a he friend. Accepts. Okay. A friend who has cancer, <laughs> and the friend who has cancer is in the hospital, and in the hospital, his wife is there. His wife is there watching <laughs> him. This detective's friend this who is has cancer. Way too much back <laughs> subplot and yeah, it is, <laughs> and some some part of it. Some part of it's uh, it's great, <laughs> you know. It's uh, yeah. It's specific to this kind of this kind of article. <laughs> um, contrary to Madan's suspicions, Ambu is loyal and virtuous. When Manar reports this, Madan refuses to pay him as his suspicions were unfounded. Because that's how business works. Because if you hire a private investigator, you're not paying them by the hour. You're paying them by how many people you can cut out of your life because they're lying, cheating bastards. Hey, if you you prove that my suspicions are right, then I will pay you. Yeah. Okay. But what if they're wrong? Do I still get money? (laughs) Nope. You're out in the street. Get out. Get out of my sight. That's not how life works, though. Are they still supposed to be dating? I is this still the flashback? How can he? How can she, if they're broken up? How can they be? How can she be virtuous to him? And she's loyal, not, virtuous and loyal to what? They're broken up. Yeah, exactly. They're Maybe virtuous he's just and loyal delusional. to being single. That's just like going out and like getting crazy on the dance floor. <laughs> that's not. There, there's no virtuous or loyal thing about that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, let's see if. Uh... So, <laughs> disappointed that he didn't get his paycheck to save his dying friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's only disappointed about this. He's not broken up. He's di- oh, dang he's just, it. I oh, didn't get shoot. that money. Not going to have a friend anymore. He's going <laughs> to die of cancer now. That's ah, too bad. Rats. That's, that's just the worst, you know. Manar is trying to save his dying friend, Rajan. So he fabricates a story and tells Madan that she is having a secret affair. Uh, on her trip. Why doesn't he just tell Madan that his friend is dying and needs money, so pay him, please? I think that would be much more, much less roundabout, but maybe <laughs> this is where the comedy element comes in. This is the point where oh, it just maybe. becomes farcical. Maybe, this sounds more of like a Judd Apatow comedy, where it's like, yeah, it's no, this, a lot of this is too real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, there's two, there's dark undertones, yeah. like that kind of thing. Uh, so, in the process, he introduces himself, he being the detective, of course. The detective introduces himself as a manager of secure of a security company. 
to Ambu, Deepa, and Deepa's children. So I guess we're back in Europe now. Oh, Welcome yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the detective becomes close to the group in Europe deliberately, trying to, you know, f trying to, I guess, fabricate further details about the story mm. that he made up, which is going to be hard because, like, being there around them, <laughs> knowing how they aren't doing things that he is saying they're doing might prove hard for him to lie about. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um... While getting closer to Ambu, the detective says to Madan that Ambu is good, but the other guy is bad. <laughs> I guess that means that the person, the fake person that she's seeing, is a bad man. But uh, Madan does not want to hear that, and eventually breaks up with Ambu. But they already broke up. What's they, going on? I don't understand. The car crash they, they broke up. They didn't break up now. Okay, in the background, Madan's mother, uh, who never liked Ambu, calls her brother to inform them that Madan has broken up with Ambu and that they should get his daughter married to Madan as agreed in the past. Wait. Wait, so... Wait, wait, wait. So, Madan's mother, Madan, the guy who hired the detective, the guy who broke up from Ambu, with Ambu, Right. Who broke up with Ambu twice okay. in succession, somehow. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> she, Madan's mother calls her brother. Calls, calls Ambu's brother. Wait, no. No, Madan's mother calls her brother. That means Madan's uncle and Madan's mom are talking. Okay, okay. And so he says, Hey, you know that cousin of Madan? <laughs> Let's get him married. <laughs> seems seems all right with the world, you know. That's fine. <laughs> Nothing we were here. Let's 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 hook him up. Arrange marriage. That shit. As agreed in the past. Yes. <laughs> what uh, what is? Okay. So that's that's where they're headed with this. They're trying okay. to trying to get some trying to get some incest going on. All right. Perfect. Um, perfect thing to introduce into an already. Dark and Very, twisted story. Yeah, sure. Let's just let's just keep <laughs> on. Let's see how deep this Pile goes. Pilot on. Yep. Um. While recollecting his past as an army officer to Ambu, <laughs> uh, Minar reveals that he Minar being the detective. Why is he talking to Ambu? I he's the guy with them in Europe. Remember, like he's oh yeah, investigating. He, oh yeah, he's pr pretending to be the he's guy. He's pretending to be their security guard for right. reasons still unknown because he is making up a lie about them. So I don't. <laughs> I guess he has to be close to them to like validate that he's like doing his job or something. Mm. Just so that uh, Madan doesn't like say I'm not gonna pay you again, uh, because you weren't there. You were lying. So to, <laughs> I guess it's. He's literally just there to substantiate the lie. To just, yeah. like, keep the illusion up. Um, in any case, Minara the detective is talking to ex-girlfriend Ambu, recounting his stories as a former army officer for reasons we don't know. <laughs> um, like so many of the reasons in this movie. Um, and in that conversation, the detective Minar reveals that he lost his wife three years ago in a car accident Oh no! He was in the white car! Ah! Uh, no, I'm kidding. It doesn't say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That would be a good twist. Ambu Jakashi realizes 
why, why did they go back to using her full name there? <laughs> anyway, Ambu, the ex-girlfriend, realizes to her horror that the accident was caused by her. Oh, shoot, it was them. What? They didn't even mention another car. The other car was just caused the accident. It didn't... Okay. 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 Um... Ambu realizes to her horror that she's responsible for uh, uh, killing the detective's uh, wife, as it would happen, uh, during the argument with Madame in the car. Both of them decide to confront each other with the truth, but Ambu misunderstands. Uh, corrupt? Who's corrupt? Where'd this person come from? Uh, corrupt as Madame's detective and slaps him and tells. Maybe that's. That she loves Minar. Corrupt. Oh, wait. Is Corrupt... Uh... He's not been mentioned before. This is a new Maybe name. Maybe that's the brother that didn't oh, get yeah. a name? Oh, yeah. They didn't give the brother a name. They didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get... Yeah, yeah, I think that is right. Okay, that makes because... sense then. Because Corrupt is the brother of Madame. That does make sense. He could show up and be like, Oh, I look like yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because we're, we're related. Okay, so Corrupt shows up, Ambu, uh, wait, Ambu misunderstands Corrupt as Madan's detective? So, whoever Corrupt is, Corrupt doesn't look like Madan, Corrupt is supposed to be Madan's detective in Ambu's point of view, Ambu's confused, confused, understandably confused point of view. <laughs> I am understandably confused, this is confusing, this is all so, so convoluted. Um, nobody's winning any Oscars for this one. <laughs> anyway. I can see why I got lukewarm reception at the box office. Yeah, for real. Anyway, she slaps this random guy because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time and screams in his face that she loves Minar all of a sudden. Now, okay. she likes the detective. Meanwhile... <laughs> Uh, the detective should undergo an operation, or rather, no, meanwhile, the detective's friend, Rajan, yeah. should undergo an operation immediately after the chemotherapy to keep him alive. <laughs> to make things worse, Madan, the ex-boyfriend, announces that he will visit them in person at Venice. <laughs> Ultimately, Minar, the detective, and Deepa, the companion of the ex-girlfriend, who now knows that Minar was actual the actual spy that Madan had sent, stage a plan... With the help of Corrupt, that random dude who got slapped, <laughs> to deceive Madan for the final breakup with Ambu, even though she's already broken up with him twice. So there shouldn't be <laughs> the a final breakup. If you if you break up with somebody three times, then that's when you meet. You're out of here. Not a second before. It's baseball rules. <laughs> yep. it's baseball rules. Madan arrives at the palace. The place. Uh, the place. <laughs> Could be a palace for all. I know. Who <laughs> yeah, cares at this who point? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and various mix-up and misunderstandings take place among the characters because they haven't already. Yeah, seems to be a recurring theme miraculously. <laughs> Finally, Madan realizes that Ambu has fallen in love with Menar and accepts it with a heavy heart. At the same time, hey, the detective's friend Rajan, he's he's better. He fixed cancer. He's he's done with cancer now. It's better. It's fixed. He was on the verge of death before, yeah. but. He's okay. They saved him just in time. Yep. Because that's how cancer works. Yeah. Even though, at this point, 
At no juncture would Manar, the detective, have had a chance to get paid. So, yeah, unless by yeah, showing up as his that he actually does. Well, he did. He, did he shows up as he shows up as her boyfriend. So, she was sleeping with another dude. Mm. So he found it. He found yeah. the guy. That's He's true. <laughs> he should get paid. I, guess I know that's who's how that sleeping works. with her. It's me. Okay. <laughs> Give me the money. That's I'll wire it right to India. <laughs> he'll get immediate cancer surgery, and then he'll be immediately better for cancer. No more cancer. He's saved. He's good. Perfect. F- yep. The film ends as everyone returns to India on the cruise. Cue the musical numbers with Madan and Deepa starting a relationship. What? <laughs> wow. So nobody walks away empty-handed. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a feel-good. That's a comedy that, right that's, there. Well, I guess... You know, the literal definition of a comedy is Correct. happy ending. Yes. Doesn't mean the whole entire movie is funny and you laugh out loud. No. So, you know, as you like it. Precisely. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, during production, <laughs> they... Uh, writer Kamal Hassan opted against reviving his home production Marmayogi and signed on for a film produced by Stalin. While the film went through months of pre-production, Trisha Krishan in December 2009 and then R. Madhavan in February 2010 were added to the project with K.S. Ravi Kumar being chosen as the director, though early indications suggested the film would be titled Yarava Kurum Kalir or Karunyam. <laughs> the launch ceremony of the film, held on the 3rd of June 2010, confirmed the title as Manbadan Ambu. <laughs> now, now that I've read the thing, Manbadan Ambu. Madan is the name of one of the characters, Ambu is the name of another character, and Manar is the name of the other guy. Oh. So, so how did that translate to Cupid Zero exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's uh, not just a it's not just a, a it's not just maybe um, her nickname, a collage of all three names? They are nicknames, remember. They're aliases. Right. As it says. Right. So maybe they are just like um, their names like shortened to that mean that that but I mean maybe. translate has the answers that we're looking for. We're gonna we're gonna look into this one, ladies and gentlemen. We're not gonna we're not gonna leave ourselves or you empty-handed. All right, Madan. Or how about let's go with uh, Ambu first. Ambu. Ambu. Ambu by itself from Indian, uh, I guess. There yeah. isn't really. There's a thousand dialects of it though, so like. Wait, is it Hindi? Hindi. Hindi. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I was right? looking through the language list and I was like, yeah, uh, Indian is not <laughs> an actual Hindi. Um, um. <laughs> okay, listen, Google Translate. I don't want the weird symbols. I want the English. Thing. Well, you're stuck with the weird <laughs> symbols, so get used to it. Um. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh. We won't know. Yeah. We're not allowed to know. 
Um. All right. So Cupid's arrow and Man Madan Ambu does not mean the same thing. Right. So that's just so an it's just the English. Title. They're just like, hey, what do we call this in in America? Cupid's arrow. That sure. Because that'll work. Man Madan Ambu doesn't make any sense. Although it is a delightful title. It is very fun to read and say aloud. <laughs> and scream from the rooftops. <laughs> Mamadan Ambu! It'd be a good introduction, like if somebody was named that, like Man Madan Ambu. And then people I could see the applause, <laughs> I can see the guy smiling. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Uh so Yes. Um we already mentioned most of what's left in the uh, production section, which is just the things were shot in places and stuff. Oh, we got song list down here. Soundtrack. Oh, we got another poster or uh, cover for the oh, soundtrack. Oh, wow. This cover for the soundtrack <laughs> is phenomenal. Look at this. <laughs> okay, so... Wow. I guess that... Is that a... Uh... The Manon or whatever. That's the probably that's probably Minar. Minar, yeah. And then I assume that's Ambu. Yes. But look, and look at the, look <laughs> the title of this picture. The title of this picture is different. It's Man Mathan Ambu. Hmm. I don't like Man Mathan as much as I like Mamadan. I gotta yeah. be honest. Mamadan. Let's go over to IMDb. See what they see. Okay. Man Madan. Okay, so definitely Man Madan. Yeah, definitely Man Madan. I'm sure there are variations on it just because of the amount of different uh, dialects there are. Right, used commonplace. Considering they don't use like, you know, the English alphabet, right, to write their language. There's probably some confusion, something lost in translation. Yeah, yeah Google can't do it, so yeah. we'll never know for sure. But yeah, so Man Madan Ambu is the title. Now, by U.S. standards, this would be a super, super flop. The budget for this movie was the equivalent of $7.4 million U.S. <laughs> Meanwhile... Not a lot of money at all. It grossed uh, $680,000 <laughs> in Chennai alone <laughs> over a period of four weeks, as though that's something to brag about. In the United Kingdom, it grossed $77,000. And in Malaysia, it grossed another $653,000. <laughs> All told, it lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Like about $6 million or so. dollars. Yep. Huh. Now, while the movie itself received very, very lukewarm reviews, lukewarm to bad reviews, the album... For the movie, the soundtrack for the movie received really, really good reviews. <laughs> uh, overall, uh, the they said that Devi Sri Prasad can be very proud of this album as he has deviated from his normal offerings. A westernized folk song, jazz, melodies, a poem, and a kuthu. An album could not ask for more variety, and Devi Sri Prasad known in the music community apparently as DSP, which I actually kind of like, <laughs> has delivered. Though the music gets a little heavy at times, he has Kamal with his voice and lyrics to save him. 
The new experience shows his maturity and his intention for being innovative. With the movies released soon, the songs must be playing nonstop on air. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's how that's how movie promotion works in India, is you literally just like play the songs nonstop. <laughs> that only works every now and again here. Like you, you, yeah. you every once in a while a frozen comes along, a Lion mm-hmm. King, and you can like play those songs on the radio and everybody's just kinda yeah. like, We'll forgive how cheesy this is and we'll overlook it for you. <laughs> And we'll go see the movie anyway because all praise be to Disney. Praise, <laughs> praise. That Shakira song that uh, that Shakira just did for Zootopia. I'm sure that's going to be on the radio, mm. and that's going to drive more people to go back to see Zootopia <laughs> again. Same thing, but don't know if it, if I like heard a song from like say an Adam Sandler comedy, <laughs> if that would make me go see the Adam Sandler comedy. That's not that's not usually how my line of thought goes. Is all I'm yeah. saying. Interestingly, there are some controversies over this film, though the censor board of India cleared the song called Kamal Kavadahi, penned by Kamal Himsan himself. It courted controversy after right-wing groups protested against the lyrics of the song as obscene. However, the song made into the movie, but a short version with modified lyrics played in the background with the end credits. There also have been several discussions as to how the picturization of the song Nila Vanam, sung by Kamal Hassan himself, has been slightly inspired from the official video of Coldplay's The Scientist. (laughs) (laughs) The song has been depicted in such a way as to highlight the events that led to the death of uh, Menard's French wife Juliet in reverse. So... It's literally the song goes backwards. Well, the leading back to the event that killed his wife. Yeah, you know how Coldplay's a scientist yeah. goes, right? Mm-hmm. Take you back to the starts. One of the main like themes of the course. Nobody yeah. said it was easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact lyrics. Well, it's because nobody said it was easy. <laughs> it's such a shame they had to part. We can go back to the start. We can go to Coldplay. We can go to Coldplay from here. We can go to the scientist. It should be noted also that this entire movie is on YouTube. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> we're like over. We're like two for two for Indian films we've talked about being yeah. completely on their YouTube, on their YouTube, <laughs> on our, on everybody's YouTube. <laughs> it's worldwide. On our tube. It is, it is for you. From our perspective, it is our tube. <laughs> I can go to the website right now. It's my tube now. That's how that works. They're giving me the tube, Eric. I have the tube now. <laughs> your tube? Yes, it you is mine. Thank you. You pass the tube on to other people. You can't. You can't. It's your tube. <laughs> Once you have the tube, it's yours. You have it. Just go there. It's your tube. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just kind of skipping through. Mamadan. Mamadan Ambu. Mamadan. Mamadan. Got the Mamadan sitting in my hand. Woo-hoo. Oh, we got songs. We can hear some of the songs and see uh, see how they sounded. Let's listen to this one. Uh, let's listen to the one that's supposed to be <laughs> the, the cold place. The scientist. Let's listen to Nila Vanam. If that's one we can uh, yeah, find. Yeah, I saw that here. This is something I'm going to have to dislodge myself from my position. i gotta, I got to see this thing. got to see how bad this, this video is. 
Can we put this up? Can we put this up on the? Can we link to this? Yes, we're going to. So yeah, you're not gonna be left out. watch it for 10 seconds before I was able to conclude that it is an exact knockoff of Coldplay's The Scientist. The video is exactly the same, as much as it can be. Musically, very piano-driven. But really... Okay, whoa. Oh, she's pregnant. Wow. So for... All of the details provided in that lovely, lovely plot write-up on the Wikipedia page, they failed to mention three pretty essential things. <laughs> One, his wife was named Juliet. Two, there's a random white lady in this film. And three, the white, random white lady who was his French wife, Juliet, was also pregnant with a kid when she died in a car crash caused by the other main characters, <laughs> which... Does it occur to anybody how weird it is that this girl is so argumentative that she ends up crashing her car and killing this guy's wife, and he's like, I'm going to date you. <laughs> like, that's not fate drawing you together. That seems like a, it, it, it's a death wish at yeah. that point. You know this this lady is bad news. She argues with people until she kills, until she kills other people's wives. Just... Why would you want to date her? Like, <laughs> how are you going to get over your wife being killed? I'd say he seems incredibly nonchalant about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, indeed. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh... Since that was a... A, a song that yeah. was... Um... Pretty bad... <laughs> Let's let's not let's not linger. Let us oh, not linger and tread over. Oh, just I want to just play a little bit of the song "Man Madan Ambu." The song, the song titled "Man, Man Madan, Madan Ambu." Ambu. All right. I want to just put this as the outro song. Yep. I'm just going to do that. This is just... Yeah. This is our ex exit music for today. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll save that then for... When we get to the end <laughs> of this really great episode about this movie. Man, Madan, and Boo. Yeah. I just want to sing about Man, Madan, and Boo. This is DSP. <laughs> I just want to sing about Man, Madan, and Boo for a second. <laughs> Oh, man. Good old DSP. Like a really weird hip-hop vibe all of a sudden. It really, it really <laughs> yeah. breaks away from the entire re vibe of the rest of the movie. What um, vibe does it even have consistently, though? Bollywood? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's that's its, uh, its mainstay, it would <laughs> seem. Um, okay. Do we have time to go anywhere else? We've been talking about this for... Um, Forever. We could do like one more article, but yeah. Alright. Uh, I think that the best thing we can go to is... Uh, let's go to Coldplay. Either Coldplay's The Scientist. Ooh, we could go to Just The Scientist. This yeah, we can go to Just hmm. The Scientist. Alright, let's try that one out. Alright. See what a whole article about The Scientist can be. 
because it's literally just one song. It's just that one song that was played a whole, whole lot. There's a lot of it, though. There, There's a lot there, of stuff in this article. This article's huge. <laughs> one song. So, yeah. So, it is the second single from Coldplay's album, second album, A Rush of Blood to the Head. And the song was written collaboratively by all members of the band. Tells the story about a man's desire to love and an apology? Mm -hmm. Yep. A man's desire to an apology. That's right. I guess. <laughs> okay. That's what it says. That is, that is, you're right. not reading it wrong. Okay. That's just, what it says. It's okay that I'm it just, says that. <laughs> you're not the one that's in the wrong here. That's the important thing. We okay. just need to let people know that, and we're yeah. good. <laughs> well, we do know now that our new friend uh, of the podcast, Nick Moreau from Canada, yes, Nick Moreau. has been ninja editing Wikipedia articles per our talks about them yes as we have so. gone through and uh often pulled out some of the more broken english <laughs> sentences possible yeah uh he has been tidying up after us so when we have failed to do yeah. so we'll see maybe there's something to do about that but i don't know i that may that may be correct for what the song it, is it, talking it could about be, i don't know but the sentence just doesn't kind of really roll with off the my tongue. head yeah yeah uh, uh, the yeah. song was released in the United Kingdom. Uh, we already hit that part, didn't we? Yes. It, it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, Just no, we didn't. Itself. It says that it was. The, it says it's the second single again for the yeah. second time. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were going for. Second single off their second album. Hey, we'll say it a second time. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just repeat it. Just to make sure they got it. Oh yeah, it reached number ten in the UK charts. Reached number eighteen in the US charts. I feel like it from being alive in the year two thousand and two, I feel like it must have charted higher than that. Because from yeah. hearing it as much as I have, like Yeah. I, I it like seems it had weird to that it was only eighteen. Well let's see, what came out around that same time? What was that? Two thousand 2002. Two. Okay. okay, let's look up the Billboard stuff for 2002. Okay, that was the year of uh, Nickelback, How You Remind Me. Oh, no. Uh, Hot in Here by Nelly. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> Hot in Here. Like, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was just like, uh, oh, Nelly? Okay, that was the same year as Wherever You Will Go by The Calling, Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. In the End by Linkin Park. Oh, In the so End was that the, year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Got It Bad by Usher. Oh, wow. Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Okay. Well, um, some of these things Yeah. Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Oh, really? Yeah. Complicated was that? Wow. That was a the hard Middle year. by Jimmy World. That's, yeah. There's a lot of competition here. There's some, those so, are some stand-up singles right yeah. there. Um, yep. There, yeah, there was a lot of lot of stuff going on that year, so mm -hmm. understandable. But uh, it was nonetheless a critical darling of a song. Critics were highly positive towards the scientist and praised the song's piano, ballad, and falsetto. Several remixes of the track have been created, and its riff is widely sampled. The single's music video won three MTV Music Video Awards for the video's use of reverse narrative. 
The song was also featured on the band's 2003 live album, creatively entitled Live 2003, and has been a permanent fixture in the band's live set lists since 2002. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. If I was them, I'd probably put it in all my sets. Yeah, it's a good, good song. Yeah. So apparently, okay. The article so, uh, just told us. <laughs> just told us it was written by all the band members. Guess what? That was wrong. Yep. Apparently, <laughs> vocalist Chris Martin wrote The Scientist after listening to George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. But so definitely not all the band members, unless Coldplay has suddenly become only Chris Martin, <laughs> which I wouldn't, I wouldn't legally, legally speaking, maybe it is. Yeah, it could be. Like Chris Martin might be a corporation and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. But, uh said that uh, while working on the band's second album, he knew the album was missing something. And then one night during a stay in Liverpool, found an old piano that was out of tune, and he wanted to work on Harrison's song, Isn't It a Pity? But he could not manage to do so. And then when the song came to Martin, he asked that the recorder be turned on. And he concluded by saying that he came across this chord sequence and noted that the chord was lovely. And Martin recorded the vocals and piano takes in a studio in Liverpool. So really, he made the entire song top to bottom himself. Sounds like it. Because it's a piano-driven song. Yeah. It's just piano, vocals. I guess... Because there there is other instruments eventually. Like, they come Mm -hmm. in... So maybe what they mean by song was collaboratively written by the band was that he came up with everything, like with the yeah. piano, the song, the lyrics, everything. And then they were like, all right, we'll drum and do stuff to it as you play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> otherwise we're just sitting here. and So like they wrote their parts. Right. But they didn't like write the song together. No. He wrote the song, and then they were just kind of like, I guess since we don't want to do nothing, yeah, we'll start playing. <laughs> since at we some don't want to do nothing every set for the rest of our lives, we'll try this, to contribute. To this, this is, I guess, our job now. <laughs> this is just kind of fill in the gaps around Chris Martin. Yeah. When asked about the development of the song during a track-by-track reveal, Martin said, "That's just about girls." It's weird that whatever else is on your mind, whether it's the downfall of global economics or terrible environmental troubles, the thing that always gets you most is when you fancy someone. (laughs) The liner notes from A Rush of Blood to the Head, on the other hand, state that the scientist is Dan, with Dan referring to Dan Keeling, the A&R man who signed the band to Parlophone. So... Man, that Dan. Man, my Dan. Man, my Dan. Man, my Dan. <laughs> Man, my Dan scientist. Man, my Dan, they ambushed him with this <laughs> credit. <laughs> okay, so it says the song is a piano driven ballad. The song also contains a piano riff. So, I don't. Um. Yep, he opens the join the song and the then is joined by the rest of the band after the first chorus. You know how songs go. You know how ballads go. And uh, 
begins with a four chord piano melody and then uh, it also includes a string arrangement mm-hmm. um, written by non-members of the band yeah <laughs> um, okay so the lyrics allude to a man's powerlessness in the face of love and his helplessness is exemplified in the first line of the chorus as Martin cries nobody said it was easy and the song implies that he wants to go back to the start the first lines of the first verse emphasize apology come up to meet you tell you I'm sorry you don't know how lovely you are um, the song's title also alludes to science and equation in question in verse 3. I was guessing at numbers and figures, pulling the puzzles apart. Questions of science, science and progress. Do not speak as loud as me. So that's what the science is. I guess Dan I guess. is the scientist. Is he? I don't know. Isn't A&R man a scientist? What is an A&R man? <laughs> Artists and repertoire. <laughs> Responsible for talent scouting. Not really a science, that. Yeah. Sorry, but it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's like, oh, hey, that's a good person doing a good, you know, job of musicianing. Yeah, that's that's not a science, though. That's an, that's an opinion that's, yeah. that you gather and then cultivate. <laughs> but, hey, I mean, you know... I guess science is sometimes more art than science, and a lot of people don't get that. <laughs> Obviously, the scientist received uh, widespread critical acclaim. Rolling Stone said a lot of stuff about it, but, I mean, the last thing Coldplay needs is people talking them up more. <laughs> They're the George Clooney of music. You, you really <laughs> <That's> don't. <true. laughs> They're very clean-cut. Yep. They're relatively like they're they're good at what they do, but mm-hmm. I mean like they're all, they're they're clean cut to the extent that they're pretty boring, <laughs> and then they're very very uppity about their social causes and awareness mm-hmm. while being like almost forceful about it in a way that <laughs> makes you distinctly uncomfortable. See this year's Super Bowl halftime show, <laughs> and of course there are other uh, other versions of it outside of the live one we mentioned before was covered by Amy Mann, released on her album Lost in Space. Natasha Bedingfield, Alex Band, Iman, and Avril Lavigne covered the song on Joe Wiley's Live Lounge radio show. Also, Belinda Carlisle did a random rendition on the <laughs> ITV1 reality show Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> the British female quartet Alt all Angels did a choral arrangement of the song on their album Into Paradise, which was released in 2007. The chords are replicated by Sum 41 <laughs> in their song Pieces. In addition, the American television show Mad TV did a parody video called The Narcissist. <laughs> Good. Um, a cover of the track performed by Jeanette Nap. Neapolitan uh, <laughs> and Danny Loner was featured in the 2004 film Wicker Park. <laughs> Allison Irita and Chris Allen, these are going to be more obscure as we go along, <laughs> performed an acoustic duet of the song at Oprah Winfrey's No Phone Zone rally <laughs> in Los Angeles, California. 
Why does Oprah Winfrey have a rally against phones? Mm. Why? What's wrong with phones? <laughs> Aren't those good? Isn't it good to be able to communicate? Mm, does Oprah Winfrey so. want us to communicate only through her network? <laughs> the Oprah Winfrey network? That she owns? The Oprah Winfrey uh, magazine, too? Oh? Her own? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Willie Nelson covered it in That's 2011. That's something I would want to hear. Yeah, but guess when he covered it? There's a Chipotle-sponsored <laughs> short film titled Back to the Start, and it's uh, highlight in that, that film's mm. topic is uh, problems of concentrated animal feeding operations, which, so maybe I'll which put <laughs> mind you, a couple years later, Chipotle would have a bunch of food poisoning mm. problems because guess what? feeding operations. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, mm. awkward. Yeah. Awkward. I mean, Willie was, Willie was just trying to do right. <laughs> Willie was just trying to do yeah. right. He's hurt, you know, he was like, oh, you're doing a good cause here. Yeah. I'll, I'll join in on that. Wish he could go back to the start. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said it was easy. They didn't. Questions of, questions of E. coli. E. coli and salmonella. <laughs> They just aren't going to be surpassed by matters of the heart. I t- I'll tell you. Mm-mm. Nelson's version plays during the closing credits of the 2014 movie The Judge as well. Hmm. So it has some uh, redeeming factors. I mean, that's a movie with uh, with Robert uh, Downey Jr. Yeah. It looks, so. it looks like it would be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012 saw Glee cast covering it in season 4, episode 4, titled The Breakup. Finally, an appropriate use for the song. I'm still <laughs> grasping at straws as to how it was the appropriate background music for a film about concentrated animal feeding. <laughs> I really don't. I it's a, it's it's yeah. clearly a breakup song. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how it could have been warped, and even with Willie Nelson covering it, like <laughs> sure, his voice might be full of sorrow, but maybe it's a shame for the animals to part with us. Maybe. I think the, the it doesn't really know. matter how we raise them. The end game is that we're gonna eat them regardless. Yeah. Like Chipotle <laughs> being a place that makes four out of five types of burrito they make are full of meat. Yeah, they can't be anti-meat. Yeah, <laughs> they can't be like, no, nah, we don't want to kill you because they do. They do yeah. want to kill them. That's the end game. Like <laughs> they just want to have a decent life until the until that point. That that's you yeah. know, that's what they're saying. So it's not really a breakup. Until like you know, they they uh, put that little electroshock thing to their forehead <laughs> and say, "All right, well, see you on the flip side." Yep. Oh hey, uh, Miley Cyrus covered the song for her uh, selected first selected stops of her Bangers tour. Keeping it classy. Mm-hmm. An entire tour named that. <laughs> Think about that for a second. I mean, it's Miley Cyrus, but still. Think about that. Yeah. Actually, thinking about that being Miley Cyrus's tour name makes it worse. So <laughs> maybe don't think about maybe it. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. It's too late now. It's too late for all of us. <laughs> We've all said it. We've all thought it. Yep. But that's okay. happened. <laughs> it's all already we can happened. Do is just move on. <laughs> um. Yeah. In case you are not aware and haven't inferred already from our talks. Um, the music video for The Scientist 
is a very good music video where it all happens in reverse. I believe it's one shot as well, isn't it? It's something. Or it's interspersed it? with other things, oh, but there okay. is like a main narrative thing yeah. that is one shot. Yeah, that you kind of see everything happening. Mm-hmm. Back like to you forward. see him start like, you know, all like disheveled, dead. and then yeah, <laughs> he's and then, dead. And then he like gets up and walks backward to the car, which is unexploding. Yeah, and reassembling <laughs> itself. Yep, as cars are wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's very, it's very, uh, at the time it came out, it was like, whoa, this is crazy. And yeah, so good stuff. Um, yep. So there you have it from Man Madan Ambu to the Scientist song. Yes. (laughs) Two articles for... We're doing good. Yeah. Got a good streak going. That was here. that was good. That was thorough. Um, yeah. So you know, go to Facebook.com slash TWC podcast. Give us a like and follow. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And you can always find new episodes at TWC.ericterivio.com. Uh thank Louis Armstrong for our intro song. And Devi Sri Prasad or DSP for our outro song. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. <laughs> it is catchy. It kind of sounds like a Flight of the Concord song, though. Yeah, like a Flight of the Concord. <laughs> uh, yeah, pair, like, like a. Uh, Hip hop potamus song yeah. of some sort. It really does. It really, really does. That's yeah. curious. Mother, I'm bad. Mother, I'm bad.